Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to protect your money from Alzheimer's disease, plus how to retire in a bear market. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Coming up, we'll give you a tip on how to retire in a bear market. But first, we'll look at how to protect your money from Alzheimer's disease. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, while you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Lee Miller is Managing Director at Glenmead, and she's here to tell us how to protect our money from Alzheimer's. Welcome, Lee. Hello, Veronica. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Lee, Alzheimer's poses a major risk to many Americans' finances as they age. And so I'm wondering, what are some of the steps we can take now before we have the disease to protect ourselves financially? The key point that I'd like to begin with is, in fact, to have financial affairs in order. So it's um, less at the moment talking about how to protect your money in terms of the cost of Alzheimer's, but let's begin with how to have your affairs in good order. And that means having giving somebody a power of attorney to handle your affairs when you're no longer capable of doing so, making sure that your planning documents are up to date, up to date that you have a will, uh, that you have advanced health care directives, uh, that is a living will and a health care proxy, and also that all of your IRA and retirement plan beneficiary designations are up to date. Those are all things that we should all be sure to take care of now and um, should any of us or any family member we're assisting um, be start showing signs of dementia or Alzheimer's, all of the financial precautions will already be in place. That's really smart. Now, you said early diagnosis can be key in helping protect yourself. Can you tell us about that? One of the important things to think about is what capacity, what mental capacity is required to sign documents. So let's just say, for example, that um, that one of our parents um, starts to show signs of Alzheimer's. They forget things. They um, are um, not able to function as well as they had. Um, that doesn't mean that they could not at that time sign a will if they don't have one or sign a power of attorney if they don't have one in place. The capacity um, is not that great. So, for example, if someone starts showing signs of, of Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and it's not a, a you know, a, a black letter line there, it really is gradual, but to be able to sign a will you need to, it's a fairly low threshold, you need to know that you're writing a will, Um, you need to know the natural objects of your bounty, that is, you know, typically who you're, that you want to leave everything to your family and who they are. Mm -hmm. And you have to to have a general idea of the nature and value of your assets, not your specific balance sheet uh, in every account, but generally, you know, how much you have that's going to be directed by a will. So if someone starts to exhibit signs of dementia, immediately be sure that they have legal documents in place. And if they don't, it's not too late. 
get that organized for them. Yep, help them do that. Now, if you feel like you are uh, showing signs of dementia yourself, how can you figure out uh, who you can trust in terms of you need to designate someone you can trust to be that power of attorney for you? What and steps do you suggest we take? Hardest, yeah, that's one of the hardest decisions that people face. But most often, um, one spouse turns to the other spouse. Um, and so um, a spouse is frequently the first person to be given that responsibility or an adult child. Sometimes uh, clients will want to name all of their children as their attorneys. In fact, someone to whom you give a power of attorney is called your attorney. In fact, that can be um, difficult to handle. In other words, it sounds that you're not favoring one child Mm -hmm. or another. And if kids don't get along and giving one power over the other, but in fact, if all two or three or more have to agree on a decision, it may just complicate if something has to be done right away. Indeed. So if you, yeah. Right. So in terms of uh, you know other last steps we should be taking while we still feel uh, lucid enough, you know, you said to organize our passwords, arrange auto de- deposits for our pensions, maybe auto pay for some bills. Any last tips? We have about 30 seconds left. Um, Don't keep things secret. So, yes, document and communicate and know that somebody has to step into our shoes at one point or another. And so if everything's in the lower left desk drawer, make sure that it's all arranged and everything is disclosed. And the worst mistake is to be disorganized and somebody in your family or a trusted advisor not able to step into your shoes and take control of your affairs when you're no longer able to handle them yourself. Great tips. Thank you so much for joining us, Lee. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Lee Miller for joining us. Coming up, how to retire in a bear market. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Jason Gay. Are you liking this podcast? Well, then check out my podcast, The Free For All, where I talk about I talk about everything, man. That's why it's called The Free For All. For more info, go to wsj.com slash podcast. That's slash podcast. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. That's The Free For All, WSJ Pods. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Retiring into a bear market can be scary. If you can delay your retirement, it may be a good thing to do so. But if you can't, don't panic. Stick with your investment plan. Managing your investments based on the latest news or headline isn't a good idea. Not to mention, average investors are often the last to hear about market-moving news. Know that while part of your portfolio may be down now, you likely won't need all of your money the moment you retire. You may be in retirement for another 20 or 30 years, so there's time for you to let your assets recover and even grow. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.